are listening to the Connections Through Creativity podcast. Here, we dive in deep into personal growth, creativity, inclusion, education, mental health, entrepreneurship, connection, community, and how we can make a positive impact. I'm your host, Rebecca Jane, founder of Rebecca Jane Art, a community director creating and helping others create radical change in their community with a love of living a creative life through joy, growth, and making a positive impact in the world. Art is the catalyst for creating connections. Everyone is an artist and everyone deserves a safe place to feel and be creative, included and heard. When we create connections through creativity, we are opening an inclusive environment to improve mental health, education, creativity in our community. If you would like to become a certified Rebecca Jane Art Inclusive Community Art Instructor to make a radical impact in your community, please visit RebeccaJaneArt.ca. Are you ready? Let's get creative. Welcome to episode four of Connections Through Creativity. I want to start off by saying that I'm sorry for not doing an episode last week. Um, Right at the beginning, I guess I was saying that, you know, life might get in the way. So (laughs) um, I'll be pretty honest right now that I was kind of... um, procrastinating last week and then Thursday came around and we had to deal with um going to the hospital making sure that Cooper's foot was okay and he was everything's fine but you know that's just the way that my life is so I didn't get to record a podcast and I honestly was totally silent on social media because I felt a little guilt about it so I am learning (laughs) um and now I'm back. So I, next time that something like that happens, I'm just going to let that go go. And I'm just going to let you know (laughs) because, um, yeah, I think that's important, but yeah, that's where I was. That's what was happening, but now I'm here. Okay. (laughs) Um, so I also wanted to say that I, the first episode I said I wasn't going to be taking any, um, offers to come on my podcast, but I think it was more that I didn't want to put it out there and just like get like on my social media and then just like get a whole bunch of like random people who never listened to my podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch it up and I'm not going to post anything on social media about taking on, um, podcast uh, guess what I'm going to do is let you guys who are listening, if you're listening, um, then you guys are allowed to feel free to like message me. I won't have an official, um, like open platform to sign up for it, maybe down the road, but right now I'm, I want to keep it, um, just for my listeners. So just send me a message, email me, Facebook me, whatever you need to do. Um, you can message me wherever, wherever you want. Um, all my links are in my show notes, so you can message me there. And what I'll do is just send you like a Google form. If you pitch me really well, then I'll send you a 
Google form and you can fill that out and then we can do a podcast together. I think that'd be awesome. Um, I think just, yeah, what I was thinking before was more that I didn't want to, um, just, yeah, I get a bunch of people that I didn't, who weren't even listening to my podcast. Uh, I think I, I really do want to be very selective of who comes on. So if you think you'd be a great fit, um, I would love to have you. So, um, yeah, feel free to message me. So, um, today's episode, actually, I'm kind of glad that I had a little extra time to work on it from last week because it was kind of a doozy. (laughs) Um, today's, uh, episode is the levels of inclusion. So this one, actually, I've been, it's been a lot of, um, rethinking things. I guess I, I would say, like, I just, I would say I'm naturally inclusive. However, just putting inclusivity into words for other people is more of a new thing for me, um, as I started my business, I should say. So even though I can be inclusive, that doesn't mean that it's an inclusive space. That doesn't mean that I'm always right. That doesn't mean I always know. So what I've really done is broken it down into five different categories of inclusion. So I can see it's, um, I can see it in different, in different areas. So we'll work through those areas and give you examples and I think it just it gives it you a more like broad uh, view of how inclusion works and how far away from inclusion we are, unfortunately. So uh, it's just this is help understanding your actions, adjust your actions, help others, and give you the ability to see inclusion so you can align yourself with others who value and act in, in inclusion in your community. Sometimes that's a whole other thing. Like, I thought that I was in a space where it was inclusive, and then the Black Lives Matter movement was uh, enlightened to me. <laughs> I realized, recognized that this has been happening for a long time, but it wasn't something that I was honestly, admittedly aware of, unfortunately. But that has brought a lot of light to realizing that. Not everywhere I was at in my community was also inclusive. So I doesn't. It's been a lot of uh, adjusting of seeing what, who, and how to find inclusive people to align myself with, so we can have a more clear alignment. Um. So when I originally decided on this topic for inclusivity, I was actually going to say how everyone can be inclusive on a one-to-one level. Unfortunately, I realized that's not just, that's just not true. So as, as, as I started to observe it, I could see, um, and I was questioning it from this point of view of when are people inclusive and when aren't they? I realized that my first observation that people one-on-one or in small group settings, everyone can be included, but that's just, just not true. Um, even then, people who aren't seen or included, um, they're, they're not seen or they're included. Sorry, I'm just going to adjust my mic. Ooh, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, this is not a very candid episode. <laughs> I'm just adjusting my mic over here, everybody. <laughs> um, 
yeah, or even within like family members, inclusion isn't always an active thought. Um, and that was really a shocking thing for me to realize, I guess. But <laughs> um, it's just, it's really heartbreaking that people can't even be inclusive within their family members. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, being inclusive is a really difficult skill. So I guess I just kind of, it's been part of my life, I guess. So I just, I just saw it and I, and it's still a learning curve for sure. Anyway, let's get in into this. So how we need to show people how to be inclusive so we can interact and include others. So the five types of inclusion, there's non-inclusive, attempted inclusion, inclusion one-on-one, inclusion in a group setting, and inclusion community. So let's just dive right in. So non-inclusive. This is when we only care about the typical, the able, the majority, our own experience, um, or the white traditional experience. So this could mean a representation of one type of person. For example, having no diversity in your community, environment, representation. I'm so sorry if you can hear my cat. Like, I don't know what the heck she's doing, but she is like, <laughs> like doing backflips. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, so there's no representation of diversity in the community, uh, in the companies, any sort of representation. There's just one type of representative person, boys and boys. (laughs) Um, Having events and public settings in a non-accessible location. Having non-inclusive restaurants or meals for the majority of eaters, like allergies, vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, etc. Like those are not included. Um, Doing activities that are for that are the able majority typical white even male can do without consideration not wanting to inconvenience yourself as the typical able or majority uh the assumption that people who are non-typical disabled not the majority are getting special treatment or taking away from the able majority typical white male people um assuming that minorities don't want to be included, assuming minorities who turn down offers of attempted inclusion don't mind that they're not included, normalizing and telling minorities to figure out how to function in a typical society and not to inconvenience others. And children playing or being being around people or people being around people who are different simply for special treatment, praise, or attention. Living our day-to-day life, we generally don't know how to be inclusive. I could list off endless examples of how we're not inclusive, but oftentimes it's just not intentional. It can be very not a very conscious thing that we do. We, we don't, I think, I'd like to think, I guess, <laughs> that we don't actually want to not include people but it's just something that we just 
are taught this is how we're taught how to act this is just something that we just do so it's just normal for us to think this way so instead of giving examples i'm going to provide a few things that are misconceptions so one being inclusive is equality because we are making things easier and more accessible for everyone not just the minority a big misconception is that majority of people are be, will be inconvenienced if we become inclusive, which is just not true. If we look at it like actively, like we're actually only gaining things. Why? Because we're gaining knowledge, gaining peace, gaining friendships, gaining opportunities, gaining creativity, gaining growth. I suppose we are losing something. We're losing selfishness and inequality, but <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, I would argue that's fine. <laughs> um, but so then another misconception is inclusion or diversity is, or sorry, the, the, it's not proximity is what I'm trying to say. Inclusion or diversity is not proximity. So we often see inclusion as a proximity notion. I'm inclusive because I have black friends, an Asian husband, a mixed-race child, an adopted First Nation child, and a, a disabled friend, an autistic cousin, a child with physical disabilities. Um, but you have to act, you haven't actually learned how to include them. Have you understood their history, what it means for them? Saying yes or no to something, what does that mean for them? What does um, not being involved or not being thought of until the last second mean for them? What does being asked uncomfortable questions by strangers mean for them? It's. I was recently giving, given um, an inclusive information sheet, and I... Not to mention all the vagueness of it all, because it was very vague. Um, it was all about proximity. Like, their te- this is what they're giving out as handouts to people. Like, it's just, let's just, they're just simply providing, like, they're just telling you to simply provide books, pictures, music, art. And, like, that's great. That's absolutely 100% necessary. But it's really not enough. Proximity is not enough. There's a huge divide in learning about other people and seeing other people or being around other people versus actually learning how to be inclusive and acting in inclusion. Not it's just it's just not the same thing. <laughs> um so the next one is attempted inclusion. This is when we try to include people but we don't actually understand, maybe not even care if they aren't actually included. So when we don't provide the tools, when we're just being nice, or we're helping others do what the majority are doing. So at a restaurant saying, tell your server if you have allergies without actually having any options. Um, This is not enough, but needs to be in addition to the actual effort. Um, Having events and public settings and a non-accessible in non-accessible locations or having, well, I suppose the non-accessible location would be not inclusive, but excuse me, having a wheelchair doors in the back of the building, for example, or like just not in the regular entrance. So like they have to like leave the setting 
go find another door to enter. Like that's not, that's like attempted um, inclusion because we're like, we're giving them access, but like it's really inconvenient. So like you tried, but (laughs) um, assuming everyone knows that they're welcome, even though you didn't actually check. Telling someone that they are welcome to join, but not figuring out what or why they didn't feel included, regardless if they join or not. So they might join, they might not, like, but they might, doesn't, doesn't matter if they come or not, like, it matters if they feel included. Um, helping people who are not typical, white, able, just, um, BIPOC, not the majority, do the typical able white, (laughs) uh, what they're doing. As in, the mentality is, you can do it, and I'll help you do it, but you still have to get to our level. So only worrying, helping the child who is not included feel included, like you're singling them out not having, not teaching all the children why and how to include each other. I say children as an example, but, uh, that's just my go-to, but (laughs) adults too. (laughs) Um, only being inclusive by providing diversity in books, education, music, art, etc. Again, it's important, but cannot be your only action. So an example is our school system. Our school system is attempting inclusion. In fact, they say they're inclusive, but because they welcome all children. All children are welcome to go to school. We're not going to exclude them. We'll give them an EA. So they're all welcome into the space, but we're not providing them with the same education as everyone. But we're providing, sorry, we are providing them with the same education as everyone else, which means that they aren't succeeding because they can't necessarily comprehend the information in general or they cannot learn the same way they need special help like they just they their needs are not the same as everyone else so this doesn't mean that we're singling them out but that they need to be heard and included because a classroom should be should be (laughs) a creative entity creative entity of learning, exploring, growth, not test. <laughs> uh, we expect children to, um, like, for example, we expect children on the spectrum to act and learn the same way as everyone else, yet uh, they cannot. So they need to be taken away from the classroom for quiet time rooms, to be alone with their EAs, to learn away from other kids. This is literally exclusion. Um, by the way, speaking earlier of joining my podcast, like this would be a excellent topic to, uh, I'd love to talk about this with somebody. (laughs) So if you'd like to talk about this with me, hit me up. Like I'd love to talk to you. Um, okay. So inclusivity in a one-on-one environment. So this could be one-on-one, like your friends, your, um, your family, just like somebody who's like really close to you, um, like you're just playing alone, uh, like kids playing alone or, or just like two friends going out for supper. Like, you know, it's like a, a more intimate 
social interaction. Um, this is learning, teaching, how to include and play with a classmate with a disability or is a minority, ensuring that your partner, family member, friend has the food they need, the accessibility in their home and their outings, understanding their cognitive and physical abilities, creating a safe, inclusive space for both people. Um, when you can adjust your play activities to the people around you in a one-on-one -on -one setting. So example, when my son had a cast on and his cousins would go, uh, would get, they would get on the ground and have like a bum scoot race. Cooper's really good at scooting on his bum because he's been in a cast for a while. So he's like super fast. It's actually like really, really good. <laughs> and so his cousins like literally got on the ground and scooted around and had a race with him like that. And so it was, he was included. They were able to adjust their play and both have fun. They did this naturally. This was like, they just did that. And it was just so nice to see that was, and that was easy. I think because they were one-on-one. -on -one. And that, this is, this is actually what, what tricked me when I said earlier that I thought everybody could be inclusive one-on-one. -on -one. This is what got me. This is where I was like, oh my gosh, he can be included. Like this is, this is, this is inclusion. He's being included with his cousins. Like he can, and his friend, like they can do this with him. They can play with him on, on his level. And in that case, it was like a physical level right? He's had, they had to get down off their feet and get down and scoop with them. And, and they had fun. Nobody felt left out. Nobody felt like they were missing out on anything. Like he didn't feel like he was missing out because he didn't stand up. In, in, in my example earlier about, um, about it being inclusive is, is equality. Like this we're not he's he didn't lose anything because he was sitting on his bum scooting with his cousin he was gaining something because he was having fun and they were able to play together effectively but then that wasn't translated into a group setting so when more kids arrived it became whatever the majority of the kids were doing so he couldn't run he couldn't climb on the bed he couldn't move like them and then he was excluded so that's there's that's we'll get into that in a minute um, another example is like an EA or a support worker including their children with others by showing the majority of children how to play like others helping an individual act with the minority or helping them do something that they can't normally do on their own by showing appropriate social acceptable behavior regardless of learning or mental health uh, that does not translate into a group setting because one, we exclude them when the inev in inevitable, <laughs> keyword there, inevitable behaviors arise. And two, the other students are not being taught how to interact in a group setting or learn why or how we should include everyone. So I, I mean, I, I did this as a autism support worker um, in like social interactions with my client and in like usually a daycare setting I would uh, like have another kid like show them how to play um 
with my client, how my client should play with them. Like it was, it was a social interaction. I was teaching both of them. So at the time I didn't really think it was something that every, like, well, no, I did think everybody needed that, but it was, I think I just thought of it differently because I was more focused on my client showing, giving the skills to my client. But what I'm seeing here is that it should be translated into a group setting. So like inclusion one-on-one is absolutely necessary but it's not the end of the story right (laughs) um so inclusivity in a group setting so i think inclusive groups and community like that the next one is inclusivity in a group so um but they're very similar the difference with a group um is more like a classroom extended family event whereas like a school or a community center, a neighborhood, or a town, that would be a community. So basically, a group is smaller scale, and the community is bigger scale. Um, In our society and current way the world is, inclusive groups and communities have a huge responsibility of teaching what inclusion means. This could be a normalized process to teach others how to be inclusive instead of teaching the minorities how to fit into our standards. We should naturally being exclusive but unfortunately (laughs) it's more rare to be inclusive than not so um please also note that these translate from physical in person like community like local to also online um inclusive groups and communities fall into similar categories so they both would um fall under these uh these categories so teaching showing others what it means to be inclusive in a productive way taking the time to understand our community's needs understand our community and their needs Um, accepting and living in growth accepting and living in possibly being wrong and learning how to do better uh hint (laughs) that's gonna be another podcast soon (laughs) um Diverse representation, learning new skills for you and the group slash community, um, diverse representation of the full spectrum of community. I guess I wrote that twice, sorry. Um, or said it, whatever. Uh, providing accessible education, professional and development, healthcare, community centers, stores, schools, etc. So everything is accessible. <laughs> um, Community art classes are in part group setting because we're in a class setting, in a group. But um, the reason that we would be separated more into a community is because the goal is growth. We might just start off as just groups, I say just groups, but like aligning ourselves with the community. Like we're if, if we don't align ourselves with the community, then yes, we're just inclusive groups. But when we align ourselves with the community, when we align ourselves with other inclusive communities, we're providing the community, we're providing the service of inclusion within our community, and then this can translate into an inclusive community, right? Like I'm aligning with a community center in my area because 
they are also providing a um, inclusive story time hour every week. Some like somebody comes in and reads different books read by visual minorities in our community. So it's they're already doing amazing things. They're already accessible. They're already doing these things. And I'm coming in and being another tool of inclusion, right? So we're, we're aligning ourselves with a community and therefore providing community, providing inclusion. So it's, it's more like we are the groups and we are inclusion groups, but we're providing community. See the, see the difference? So to continue, <laughs> uh, inclusive community slash society. So I kind of added society in there because it's kind of going, that's even bigger scale. Um, <laughs> uh, we focus on our community, but the more that we have those, then it can grow into society, right? So the larger scale of groups and community, when we provide an inclusive community, we are providing an open, safe, an accessible space for people to come and not just feel, but be included. Creating an open, diverse, and accessible space for everyone to learn, grow, explore, create, and thrive in society. And as I mentioned, this is very educational right now. This is where we need to learn how to be inclusive, which means we need to, um, we who understand and are open to continuous learning, need to teach it in a productive way so like we know this so it's our responsibility to start educating people um i've noticed myself doing this now like i'm just like oh well this is actually what inclusion is um not not proximity like <laughs> just providing a picture isn't inclusion <laughs> so i've noticed myself like as you learn as you gain the knowledge like you're responsible for this so um an example a great example is uh, i guess for more of an online example uh is sesame street i mean for 50 years they've been doing an amazing job teaching us how to be inclusive teaching us the skills they're normalizing diversity creating active awareness and giving us the tools to learn them like i made this connection i was like oh my gosh sesame street <laughs> Like they're, they're always adding and they're always growing and they're always learning and they're teaching us. They're teaching us how to count. <laughs> they're teaching us basic skills in an inclusive, diverse way. And it's just, it's just amazing. They do a great job at that. And it's a, through a wide variety and inspiring communities. Um, an example could be just like I mentioned before about the community center that I aligned with. Um, it's it's a community center. It's it's, it's um, diverse programs and accessible environments. It's these things that like these art classes that we're bringing in. Like it's it's an in addition. It's in creating communities. A great example and. I remembered this and I went back and looked for it and it was just, it was, I, I thought this was a great example. However, this example is also very specific to one person. So when I say it, it's like, 
we need to think of it as a whole community, but not just one person, but it's still a great example. So um, there's a community in the States. Oh, I should have looked up where. I'm so sorry. I actually will have, I have the, the, uh, the link to the story and a video in the show notes so you can go watch it. Um, but there's a community in the States. There's a two-year-old girl and she's deaf. I don't know how old she is now because I feel like this is an old video. But um, but to support her, the entire neighborhood got together, hired someone and they to learn sign language so that she was included. So that they could communicate with her in her community and have a greater quality of life. This is community this this community did this. Not having this they didn't have anything taken away from them. In fact, they're learning a new language. So not only can they help by creating a safe space and inclusive environment for the, that child in the community, but they're also learning new skills. They're, uh, that means they're including other people who are deaf. They're including a more diverse environment. They're creating, and then for her, they created all these deep connections and setting her up for success in society. She feels welcome and she'll go through finding communities that are inclusive for her. She's going to succeed and be able to learn so much better because she was given the tools and the community that she could thrive in. Um... They said in the video that I watched, it says, quote, This is remarkable because often even the parents of deaf children don't bother to learn sign language. End quote. That's our culture. That's what our communities have come to. Like, that's what he said in the, like, the reporter. And I was thrown off. Like, that's what I was saying at the beginning. Like, I was expecting... 101 to be obvious. I was expecting one-on-one to be easy, but it's not. Apparently, parents of deaf children aren't even bothering to learn sign language so they can talk to their own children. Just like, guys. (laughs) Um, it's, it's just, it's remarkable that we can learn like, like, anyway, it's my desire to actually, actually, it's my, like, I, I really want to learn sign language. Now I feel like I'm, <laughs> now I've said it out loud. Um, <laughs> so now I should get on that. But anyway, um, this, this right here could be an inclusive community art class like a community for deaf children or adults or families to communicate right? Um, we could use, like, we use art, we use language, share skills and experience experiences to create a creative community connection. And that's a great way for others to, who don't know how to learn and cre- communicate and be inclusive. So inclusion, like, I could create an art class for deaf children, and I could put it in my community and, and then include everyone. So if somebody wants to come in and, and they, they can learn how to speak, they can learn how to a new language within an art class, right? Like this is learning how to be inclusive, learning how to do new things and, and, and create, 
create together, create connections, create community. It's, ooh, okay, anyway, I could just create, like, art classes, like, all day. This is literally what I need you guys for because I can't do them all. <laughs> um, anyway, I just, after I, after I wrote, um, thought about the girl of sign language, I thought it'd be so cool to have, um, an art class for that. But anyway, <laughs> um, inclusion is diversity. If we don't, inclusion is diversity because if we don't see that people are all different, then we don't see anyone at all. To change this, we need to show others how to be inclusive by leading a path and providing a safe place that our communities need. Alright, until next week. Bye. Happy creating. joining me today. If you would like to become a certified inclusive community art instructor to make a radical impact in your community, please visit rebeccajaneart.ca. All of the links from this episode are in the show notes. If you love this episode, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on everything at Rebecca Jane Art. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, happy creating.